continue worshiping together today, you may turn in your Bible app or the Pew Bible and receive this reading from the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verses 6 through 7. Set me seal upon your heart as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, passion fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire, a raging flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If one offered for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly scorned. And now receive this reading from the letters of the Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 31. What then are we to say about these things? If God is who is against us, he who did not withhold his own son but gave him up for all of us, will be not with him but also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? It is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long, sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, Jesus our Lord. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. For you and you alone are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I can remember as clear as day the moments at family retreat in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, where I had gathered with my family and our church family for the weekend. Being a precocious 12-year-old without anything else to do, I decided to join the adult that was meeting. And in my group was a man with whom I had grown up, who loved me and who I loved. His name was Cliff Brown, a gentle soul and a member of my mother's Sunday school class, a in the congregation. And as the study group was breaking up, Cliff came over to me and put his hand gently on my shoulder and he looked directly into my eyes and proclaimed the verses that we now from Romans 8 that end with these words, 
For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Even as Cliff spoke these words to me in that moment, I had no idea why he was talking to me in that way. I didn't know why he proclaimed this gift to me. But what I can tell you that those words live in my being at my core. They are a part of both my memory and my being. And so whenever I hear those words spoken, I feel my heart strangely warmed. The words that Cliff proclaimed that we have received today hold the heart of the gospel. Nothing, nothing in life and no kind of death will separate us from God's love. There are some who are able to hold on to this promise in such a way that Yes, they experience grief when loved ones die. They experience grief at the thought of having to leave loved ones when they near their own death. But these hold that promise of God closely that they don't fear for their loved ones. They don't fear for themselves. They don't fear death. The story is told of John Preston, a Puritan minister, master of Emmanuel College in Cambridge in the late 16th and early 17th century. As Preston lay dying, friends asked him if he was afraid of death. And from his deathbed, he said, I shall change my place, but I shall not change my company. As if to say, I shall leave my friends, but not my friend. I remember my Nana, my mother's mother, who when she learned that her death was drawing close and I gathered there with her to say goodbye and I asked her how she was feeling about what she paused briefly and got a twinkle in her eye and looked at me and said, it's kind of exciting. I think of John Harden, beloved member of this congregation, who when I asked him days before his death if he was afraid, he said this, and I quote, you know when you take communion and you get that warm feeling of love? I think it's going to be like that. These are powerful witnesses of deep faith and of the love and the mercy of God. Love doesn't depend on that kind of deep faith. 
There are those who die in despair, those whose lives are lost in acts of violence and of There are those who die angry at the world and at God because of their suffering. There are those who end their earthly days unrepentantly consumed by the ways and means of Those who die never knowing that there is a God who is loving them every moment of their lives. And so what shall we say about these things? Nothing will separate them from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's love doesn't depend upon our being prepared for death. It doesn't depend on our profession of faith or our confession of sin, but is simply poured out. Just as God did not withhold himself, but gave himself freely in love to a world that wouldn't understand him, that wouldn't receive him, that would kill him, so too God's love is in this world and into the next. Death does not separate us from God and God's love. Believe about the resurrection of Jesus, the revelation and the promise, the good news of the story is that there is life on the other side of death. And if there is life on the other side, then that is on the other side. That means that God's love is on the other side. That means that compassion and mercy and grace are on the other side of death. Father Richard Rohr said, I believe the meaning of the resurrection of Jesus is summed up in the climactic line from the Song of Songs, love is stronger than death. And I agree. I love that line of scripture. Technically, the line is, love is strong as death. But in the resurrection, I think it is safe to extrapolate that strong is the truth. Rohr says, quote, if the blank white banner that the risen Christ usually holds in Christian art should say anything, it should say, love will win. As powerful as that proclamation is, it can ring hollow in moments of grief, in violence, and war. So what then shall we say about these things? There are tragic and violent deaths that occur caused by injustice and by natural and unnatural forces in the world. It's deeply human to recoil and rage and lament in the face of such loss and suffering. The grief and the pain that follows the death of those closest to us in our lives 
can feel overwhelming. But here's the thing. The depth of our grief is but a measure of our love. If we didn't love, we wouldn't care. We wouldn't grieve. We wouldn't feel pain. We wouldn't feel the feel when we perceive what is being done all over our world to people who are God's beloved children. Love is the source. Love is the fuel. Love is the beginning of it all. What if to proclaim that love wins, that love is stronger than death, is not about some kind of struggle of violence, of conquering, but rather what if the relationship between love and death is one of embrace? I remember once when I was on a mission trip, young children, we were doing a VBS every day, vacation Bible school with the children, and there was one little boy who I grew close to, and this place where we were doing the VBS is a place marked by deep poverty. And one day, the child with whom I had gotten close, something set him off and he just flew into a manic rage. He could not be consoled. And I drew near to him, and I simply put my arms around him, and he fought my embrace for a good long while, but I simply held on. And then eventually his spirit began to calm, and I could feel his body soften and release and receive my care and my love for him. Imagine love, strong love, embrace and holding on to it until it softens and surrenders to the gift offered. Imagine love embracing those in death and having to lift and to carry them into new life. Imagine Christ wandering through the rubble of war and down the back alleys and into the bowling alleys and into the schools and through all the places of evil and gathering up all those whose lives have been stolen, those who people think are lost, and with the strength of divine love, lifting and carrying them, each one tenderly into new life. None will be lost. Imagine Christ embracing all those we love who have died and with the strength of divine love, lifting them and journeying with them into new life. All our beloved ones are safe in the love of Jesus Christ. Imagine Christ embracing us in our grief and our fear and our rage our exhaustion and our pain, and holding us, holding us until we soften and trust that the love of God is stronger than death and that there is life on the other side. 
by God's grace, we will be able to proclaim with the joy and the gentleness of Cliff Brown and with the assurance of all the saints who have gone before. I am convinced, I am convinced that in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God for us in Christ Jesus the Lord. Amen.